What's up, podcast people? This is Vitol and Justin and Mike, and we are back in our little podcast studio thing. We have the crew together today. They're actually here to record with me and not make me talk to myself uh, this week. So, guys, y'all are back from Romania. Happy Wednesday, guys. Happy Wednesday. We are back. I am out of the jet lag. Uh, was in a fog for a couple of days for sure. Take Justin, how are you? Hello, Tom and Bill. <laughs> now we're good. Our we're only two followers. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yesterday. Was tough yesterday, and it went back into a fog or something. Man. Yeah, it's been tough to get out of it. Eight hours time difference between here and Romania, and uh, definitely could feel it. The oh, flight back was brutal. It man. was. How long were those flights? The flight back was longer. It was over an hour longer. It was nine nine hour flight. Nine is some change. Yeah, man. it was nine tough. and a half hours. What did that plane? What was it like? Was it big and pretty roomy? Oh, we had or? so much space. They put me in first class. Not big enough, I can tell you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I rode in the back. <laughs> it was tight. It's tight. Oh yeah, just like any other plane. Well, I mean, nine hours sitting. I mean, that's yeah, you can get up and go, you know, bathroom whatever, but. And I'm a big old boy, so. Did y'all get a meal on the plane? Yes, and it was. If you call it that. It right? was rough. Jay, did you eat any of that airplane food? Uh, coming back, negative. Going, I dabbled with some rice. Okay. Kirlar smoked it both ways. Jonathan, ate, <laughs> he, loved ate, he loved airplane food. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that. Hey, let's jump into this and, and quit talking about uh, insignificant things here. But um, we did we did go to Romania, and we just really wanted to talk about the trip a little bit, trying to set some of that up for Sunday as well, to talk about it on Sunday. Uh, Justin, explain some of our connection to Romania. So Jonathan Kirlar, church member's sister, well, he is too from Romania, but he's been here for 20-plus years. Cami and Jacob Goggins, we support them in a couple of different ways, you know, throughout the years. Jacob's um, a local boy here. He he's is. a local guy. Pleasant Grove boy. Yeah. Yep. They uh, That's where they do ministry for about 11 years now. They've been there, and uh, we had – you know, I, the Dominican ended before I got here. Uh, that was one of y'all's. We went to the Dominican a couple yeah. times, right? So we hadn't really done a lot. We have some teams doing Nicaragua and a couple other places. Can you say that again? Nicaragua. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so they they had we tried to do this back. It wasn't COVID. It was the war messed us up. It was last year when up. the Romania war stuff came out. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Ukrainian war. Ukraine, yeah, Ukraine, Ukrainian, Russia yeah. war. I'm making fun of Jay yeah. about Nicaragua. Yeah, see what and happened. Yeah. But uh, they invited us to come over and do some work. Uh, we was originally going to build a, a small house. That lady passed before we could get there, so we, we did an outdoor kitchen eating area uh, over – at an orphanage that is, I mean, it was extremely humbling to see these people and a lot of concrete work. We mixed a lot of concrete poured a, we poured, by hand. We poured a uh, a sidewalk and a concrete slab to park on for this person that runs the orphanage. Just uh, it was just wonderful, wonderful experience. The Goggins family is doing some wonderful ministry there in Romania in, in a village. But where this orphanage was was about an hour, hour and a half away from where the mm-hmm. Goggins live. So it's kind of a completely off the map, off the radar uh, place for ministry, which has been really cool for us because I've been I've taken some students back in the day, did some mission trips with some companies, some large companies. And just really didn't get a, a, a good experience on mission trips. It was very commercialized. Mm. This particular place is not commercialized at all, just yeah. off the radar. Uh, Jonathan says they're 100 years behind. 
a hundred years like technology and everything no now you see everybody with a phone and there's some sporadic internet but like just in general everyday life like you know you don't just you don't see a ton of cars in the village they 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 farm to eat survive potatoes cheese milking cows they eat a lot of soups they eat a lot of soups so it's not super commercialized no 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 No, the the cities are this is a this is a post-communist country the you can see the fallout of communism Mm -hmm. all around you Uh, massive poverty all around and just to kind of back up what justin's talking about last year our church sent this orphanage thirty five hundred dollars I think yeah, something I like look, that. Yeah, I well, I didn't really understand what we were sending it for completely. I knew that they were going to put some solar panel, panels up. And so we get there, we see the solar panels. Didn't really dawn on me until, uh, you know, we're looking at their, their system to heat water or whatnot. Dawned on me about the third day to ask about the solar panels and what we had done. Yeah, they hadn't had hot water until, until those funds were raised. Mm-hmm. Solar panels were put in and hot water was put in. 10, 10 or 12 children that live at this place and they were taking during the winter time one bath shower a week on saturdays where they would heat the water up over an open fire yeah they, they had no hot water wow and so this i mean you're talking about 2023 now this orphanage has hot water they can these kids can bathe every day and and we took advantage of the of the mm-hmm. hot water being mm-hmm. there as the as an American team. So it was just uh just when we say they're behind, they're this country is so yeah, far behind. Yeah, and and you know he he said a hundred. It, it may not maybe not, but uh, it's uh, literally I seen this probably twenty five times. Straw brooms, and I mean like legit went out in the woods, tore down some kind of straw, tied a stringer. I'm serious, like. They, that's just one of many things when you're looking at how far behind. Yeah. Uh, could you buy this? Can you buy this? We tried. We ran out of this. Needed some. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's difficult over there. But they live less stressed than we do. I mean, what what they gonna stress about? I mean, seriously, like when you start looking at that, we're over here worried about every little thing and making sure Johnny can play every sport and Timmy's got shoes and blah blah. blah. Man, they're just like very, very simplistic life. Yeah. But. I, it's a different stress, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, I hear that, but it's a different kind of stress in the sense of, you know, what are we going to eat next week? What are like, we hope that the harvest is good because if it's not, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, you know, the, women look a lot older than they actually are because they live such hard lives. Mm-hmm the conveniences of the American society. I mean, they just don't have. So, you know, if you want something, you, you know, you may have to walk to go get it. It's not, you know, click on your phone and Amazon and Kroger deliver to your, to your door. You know, you work and you work your tail off to get it. Uh, Everything's heated with firewood. And so many of these people are splitting their own firewood. You talk about outdoor plumbing still outdoor plumbing. Mm -hmm. Think about this. Think about your grandmother. You know, I'm 42 years old. Let's just say my grandmother was still alive in her 80s. You know, firewood is delivered to her door, to her gate, and she in is logs. In, in logs. And she is an 80-year-old woman, has to go out to the roadside and get her own firewood and split it in order to get it into her fireplace or her wood-burning stove mm-hmm. in her house. Wow. Women in their 80s, women in their 70s doing this. Can you imagine that? 
Yeah, still hand picking corn. They say we seen cornfields for miles, but yeah. they they're not planted by hand, but they're they're picked according to Jonathan by hand. Uh, grapes, you know, just legit everything you they need to survive, and they milk, have a system. Milking cows, just to milk the cow we did. while we were there. Go figure. And yeah. he was pretty good at it. I was I, terrible I at it. it. Justin was good at it. We carried uh, some wood to get planed in a planer down at Valentina's dad's house. And his wife, the mother, was picking potatoes. And so me and Jonathan translated, and I just asked a few questions. She has five different recipes that will carry her through the winter just for those potatoes, like mashed potato, potato soup. I mean, like, they that's how – like, I was watching them pick their winter food. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's, it's just a different – so going on this trip and seeing all the things that you guys saw and experienced, how does that affect how you think about or how you go about life going forward? As you as you say, you like life looks a hundred years different mm-hmm. compared to. So how does that affect kind of like in your mind how you go forward in life and appreciation well, I, or whatever? Well, the, one of the things I think about is you know I have. I have uh, an 11-year-old daughter, 10-year-old, 10-year-old daughter, 11, 10. I don't know how old she is. And then Sam is 7. Sawyer's 10. She's turning 11. We see who the favorite Sa- child is. Yes, Sam is 7. And uh, Sawyer's definitely the favorite for sure. And, you know, they're spoiled. They're spoiled rotten. Our kids are spoiled rotten. We, we enjoy and we enjoy spoiling them. Mm-hmm. So the question, your question, one of the things that comes to my mind is like, how in the world can you, as a parent, instill appreciation into your children for the things that they have? And and I think one thought process is that somehow, some way, you know, uh, to begin to save money and get my kids on a mission trip where they see how the rest of the world lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they 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 need to understand that not everyone has uh, has the things that they have, uh, including you know, a pantry full of food that at any time they can go grab something to eat because that's definitely not how that orphanage is. Some of those kids, you know, their big meal uh, is in the middle of the day, you know, and, and they they go to school with one sandwich. That's what they oh, go to school yeah, with. So, like, like, I think about your question, you know, moving forward is how can I get my kids involved in missions to experience what the world looks like, whether that's going on a trip to – to to Romania or whether that's going on a trip to to do missions in some other part of the country or some other part of the world or you know just to experience the appreciation of that yeah. like I think that's a big a big thought process in my head is like maybe less money on Disney and I'm speaking to myself here because I'm I'm about to go to Disney yeah but moving forward like what what can what can the Stevens do to for for Sawyer and Sam to experience you know that that appreciation so that that's one of the things that's on me and aaron's mind right now that we've been talking mm-hmm. yeah mine, mine was uh more because uh, i don't go to disney but mine was more like you're so much holier justin you know, you go to disney. uh trying to live more open-handed and teach your kids that style of living because like we we was blessed born here so i mean you know, you can't look back and go, "Well, you're 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 terrible. You was born in America. I I got to deal with what I got, but I can I can live open-handed and generous, and you know, send money to that orphanage or adopt a kid financially somewhere or whatever. You know, support missions, and that's something you can teach your kids to be and do. And 
you know, whether they ever go over there or not, we hope they would. But what I'm saying is, uh, you come back feeling like, golly, man, I'm pretty blessed. What am I doing? And if you ain't doing nothing, the question would be, well, why? You yeah. know? And if you're not generous, why? You know, and uh, I read a stat the other day that said that that 80 uh, percent, you know, 67 percent of all statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> Just about to say. But I did read this stat. Uh, I believe it's a Dave Ramsey stat. 80 percent of Americans can't put their hands on a thousand dollars cash right now. You think about that, yeah. and and that's and it's even more difficult now with the way inflation is and the cost of everything is. Oh man! So, so you know, if I'm a church member and I'm hearing about missions, one of the thought processes is, hey, I want to go, but I don't have the funds to go. Like I, I think I think we need to be in preparation as Christians to be able to financially give and financially go Mm -hmm. when God says give and when God says go. So what do we got to do as believers? You talk about what can we do to show appreciation. I think one of the things that we do um, to experience appreciation is to, is, is to live this open handed lifestyle. And the way to do that, I think one way to do that is to financially get ourselves in a, in a place where we can do that, whether that means cut some things out in our life. I mean, do we have to have, every streaming service available on our TV, mm-hmm. right? Um, do we have to eat out every single meal? Do we have to go out every single weekend? Uh, do we have to uh, just fill in the blank? This summer, do you have to get Splash Adventure passes? Yeah. I'm talking to the Stevenses right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the things that, 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 that have been luxuries for us. But if we want to have more capability to give and to go, then the Stevens needs to, has to free up more cash within our budget to actually have a budget. Most Americans don't even have a budget, much less stick to a budget. Yeah, so, yeah and, and the reason I say that is because we got some insight on some numbers. And, I mean, I'm not going to share them, but uh, a Coke and a candy bar for a month, let's just say you could save 50 bucks a month. That's a game changer, that orphanage. Y'all think, I'm, I mean, I know you don't, but, like, somebody would go, 50 bucks a month? Yeah, I mean they're they're right now have eight kids there and uh, they live on less than most people's salary. The whole orphanage function. I mean, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, you could change. You ain't got to do it there. You could you could send that fifty anywhere that you trust. But it's a game changer over there for people. You know, and that's simple. That's just a few less Mountain Dews and and Snicker bars. I mean, uh, really, if some of y'all cigarettes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, I mean, think about <laughs> if you just cut back a little bit, dude. I mean, you, no, you're, you're changing right. a lot. Right. Uh, yeah, you said it just a second ago. We don't realize how far it goes. Like when you cut out one little thing consistently. Yeah. Like the the streaming service that you 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 told me this a couple of weeks ago. You got HBO Max to watch the uh, the Friends reunion. Yellowstone. Dude, why are you telling everybody I watched? You got it for Friends. Yellowstone. I did not get it for Yellowstone. Yellowstone ain't even <laughs> on there. You, you told me you got it like for the Friends reunion, and that was how long ago? However long ago, and like I've been paying. Years? And what is it, fifteen dollars a month? I don't think we've watched a show on it since then. Right, two well, years of that. We, like, I'm sorry to throw you under the bus. You have thrown did. me under the uh, bus. Yeah, drove over your head. <laughs> but you just like, head. we don't realize how far that money goes because even if it's fifteen dollars a, a month for two years, that's three hundred something bucks. That's oh yeah, gone easy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and and there's probably ten things in our lives that we're doing that with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. 
this is just something me and Tiffany do, but we go just Saturday mornings. This is just something that we kind of do together just to enjoy time together is we get up and we'll either go get coffee together. We'll go get breakfast together or something like that on Saturday mornings. Like you mentioned it a second ago, like cut out, cut that out sometimes if you're strapped for cash, like, you know, you can, I can make the biscuit at home instead of. That is true. You know. Um, they don't take the biscuits don't taste nearly as no, good. No, they don't. One of the things that we did when we were there is we got to visit some ch- local churches. Each little village uh, has a local church, um, uh, and we got to preach and minister to some of those churches. It was a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. We saw some salvations there. Uh, Wes Bond preached a wonderful message to some teenagers in a youth group service on a Wednesday night. Probably had 25, 30 teenagers there. Just did a phenomenal job. A girl got saved there. Um, I had a chance to preach. Uh, Justin had a chance to preach. And so we just really, really enjoyed taking the gospel to uh, to the nations, so to speak. Here's a question that I have here. We can all kind of jump in on this. Why is missions so important? Because we're we're supposed to be, like you said just a second ago, um, about money. You're supposed to grow it and go or whatever. In the same way, that's how we're supposed to function as believers, right? We're not called to be stagnant people who just sit and hold on to something that we're supposed to be taking with us and giving away. Um, and that's the gospel, right? The gospel is a gift of grace to us. And so um, the call is, and Jesus says it, go therefore and make disciples. Our mission statement is... Um, you cheated off my paper. Do you want to say it? Nope. Being disciples and making disciples mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ, right? Because yeah. it's the... It's in our, it, it, we wanted to make it... We wanted missions to be in our DNA here at Union Hill. Yeah, and it's... The reason why we want to be a part of our DNA is because it's biblical. It's yeah. what we're supposed to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... There's people that legit can't fly, and I get that. I'm talking about like people we used to serve with at other churches. We know that that they they're claustrophobic or whatever. They can't fly. Well, the that Matthew 28, that Acts 1 8 text, you can do missions here. Yeah, the nations like, are like at there's, home. There's no exemption for missions, but a lot of times people will be like, "Well, I wish I could get involved, but I just I can't fly." And, and I'm not making fun. That's legit because I mean that plane tells us. Was, no, sweet, man, but nine and a half hour, you know. But you can do that here, man. There's so many outreaches that people need uh, from, you know, being involved in schools to Grace Place. Man, you, can, you, you can't exempt yourself from a mission biblically, but so often we do because of excuses like, the flying or the whatever. And, so, I, and I, I shouldn't say excuse because it's legit. Some people can't. So no, to, to illustrate your point, I just got out of conversation with Miss Glenda. She's our secretary here, uh, kind of our, our staff mom. And uh, and Miss Glenda was saying how she would love to go to Romania, but she just feels like she's too old. And um, and so, but, but to illustrate your point, um, and, that, and, and by the way, that would be a very hard flight on Miss Glenda. For sure, because it was just it was it was bad. But but to illustrate your point, in all, the month of August, Glenda and, and a group of ladies spent so much time Tuesdays and Thursdays at Garrett's place yep. in Bessemer, and and Garrett's place is a ministry that we support that that helps out um, kids that are in the foster care system, you know, that are coming from really rough backgrounds and really uh, some of them abusive homes. They get into the system and and they come out of DHR in Bessemer. They walk right across the street to Garrett's place. Some of them get their very first suitcase filled with clothes, toys, whatnot. And our church had an opportunity just to be heavily involved 
in the month of August with Garrett's place, and and Glenda was there nonstop that month. Yeah. So that, that that illustrates perfectly what you're talking about. Yep. Can I ask this question? I, I know this isn't on the sheet, but why do we think that missions has to be like this big, grand project, like something out of the norm? Like missions is just going forth with the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And so how come— That's a very good question. Why, why do we think it has to be something that's so out of the normal, out of like just big? Like we're going and building a deck here. We're going and flying across the country to go do a D-Now. We're going and—why can't it just be— Hey, I'm going to spend time with teenagers and just life, like just everyday do, life. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, and I think I think you're I, I think that the truth there is so real. I think people want something tangible to do. I think people want to build. They want, particularly men, they want to do something. Look back no, at the work, yeah. like work they've done over a week's time. Go, wow, you know, we're 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 proud of what we've done for the name of the Lord. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. But to illustrate your point, I just brought out Glenda for you, Justin. But to illustrate your point, Brandon, that's exactly what Ryan and Dana Peoples are doing in Idaho Falls. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. They move from here as missionaries to Idaho in a place that's really almost an unreached people group because everyone there is Mormon. And all they have done is live their life as a school teacher, Dina, and as a pharmacist, Ryan. They've made relationships with people over the last three years, two and a half, three years. And within their church, they do a Bible study on Sunday nights. They run over 30 people in their household. I just talked to them yesterday. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. living their life on mission. And yeah. so instead of building a, a, shed, a shelter and pouring concrete in Romania, they're just making friendships, inviting yep. folks into their house and talking about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And that's what they're doing. I think at, you bring that up, and I think that's absolutely – that's the point that I was trying to get at. Like we a mission for us can just be building relationships. Like – we mentioned Matthew 28, go make disciples, and that's kind of where we get the, the missions aspect is because we are supposed to go across, but the disciples are be made at home also. Um, and that was really a big theme for us over like the last two or three years was God at home, making disciples in your family, but it's also inviting people to come be a part of your family, so to speak. Yep. Like come see how you live life, come do life with them uh my mother-in-law and father-in-law tiffany's mom and stepdad they um just recently they were they were like mentoring a, a girl that was in like a halfway house for a long time and like just did life with her got her back up on her feet like helped her get a car get like settled back in life like it's cool like that that's just doing life with somebody yep. and helping them do life you absolutely know? Absolutely. And so when you put it in that perspective, I, I think you look around our church, I think a lot of people are living their life on mission. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people could sit in this podcast and go, oh, if you're going to define it that way, then then the Lord is using me. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I think I, I think when you ask that question, I, I think I think a follow up question is or a follow up statement is. So many people that are doing missions don't think that they really are and probably sit under some unbiblical guilt of like, yes. wow, I can't go, I can't do, I can't. But but going to your job, you know, being faithful there as, a, as an employee um, and being a faithful spouse and being, 
you know, uh, faithful in your family and faithful in your community. These are these are things. Even in your own church, a faithful Sunday school teacher—that's a mission every single week that you're there teaching the gospel. This is we're about to go into small groups. Mm-hmm. Got all these people opening up their houses. It's it's missions. This is what this is what we're doing. It's an everyday thing. Absolutely, There's no doubt about it. Yeah, like I think about Jay whenever he fireman, like while he's out there, he's sharing gospel with people who are physically broken. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We overthink the you. You got to go there and overlook the here you know what yeah. i mean it's like well if i don't go somewhere and uh you, you know. mentioned the acts one passage where jesus says be i want you to be my witnesses uh unto me here it is in jerusalem so so there it is right here rock creek it's our jerusalem judea samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth mm-hmm. and so it's really not it's really not either or because hey what about this okay, question yeah. what, what about this idea um why aren't we going over there we got we got lost people right here in our own backyard. Let's stay here. Well, you, you just you just made it, you know, you just made an argument there. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not either here or there. It's both. Both and yeah, it's both. So yeah, and, and I would say we are trying here. You know. Yeah. I mean, we do. We. we I mean, like what? We're constantly trying to. You wrote down a. Way. A few things on here, Mike, of places that we partner with or have served at, different things like that. Garrett's Place, Save a Life, Love Lady Center, the Mission in Shelby County. Like, there's other mm-hmm. countless things around our area of our Jerusalem that we're a part of as a church. Yes. And I think it, sometimes I feel like people want to overlook those things a little bit, don't you? Um, just to kind of be like, whoa, what's going on? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, but we are involved locally. And then, What's the other word for non-locally? Not locally, I guess. Going out to different places all across, whether it be Idaho, Romania, Guatemala. We're, I think we, as a church, do a great job of getting out and doing missions, period. You know? Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Definitely trying. absolutely. And, and let me say this, too. We wasn't here, obviously, Sunday, but Grady Coven preached. Yeah, he came in and he spiked our hineys, too. Good. He's running that mission in Shelby County. He, he told me... There's not a homeless shelter in Shelby County. And so they're praying through what does that look like. So maybe you can join him in prayer. And I don't know, maybe somebody hears this that can really help there. I, I don't know. But do you think about how many is in Jefferson County? He says the phone rings all the time down there, and it's it's hotels or streets. I mean, that's, they try to put them yeah. in a room or yeah. you're on the street, you know. And so right there just shows you, man, uh, there's there's stuff to be done. Tell us how long we go. 27, 20, 27 minutes real quick. And we'll wrap this thing up. Um, you know, one of the things that we think about in, in doing missions, um, is, uh, is the idea that, that, you know, we serve someone, we feel their needs, but we don't really share Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to be clear that, that giving some fulfilling someone's need, a physical need without, without sharing the spiritual remedy, the spiritual ointment, so to speak, to, to, to heal the wound spiritually is, is incomplete. That's not missions. You know, if, if we help people with their physical need but never share Jesus, then, then we're really doing them an injustice. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything that we talk about uh, today that we've talked about, 
I believe 100% that we are trying our best here at Union Hill to put Jesus at the middle, at the center of it, to tell people about Christ. Whether it's helping that single mom with a power bill uh, like yesterday, and but it, it, all, all the way to Romania, that it, Jesus is at the center of it. Mm-hmm. As we as we talk, we actually share Jesus with these people, and I, yes. it just blesses my soul to pastor a church that mm-hmm. believes in that. Have a staff that believes in that. Yeah, yeah, and it was so, it was incredible, very humbling. Cool. I, I don't have anything else. To I don't have anything else. We love you guys. Praying for y'all. If you need anything from our church family, please call us. Let us know. Let me have a word of prayer. We'll be done. Father God, we love you. We pray, Lord, that as we do missions here, there, wherever you send us, God, in our, even at home and in, 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 with our families, Father, we pray that Jesus will be at the center of everything that we do and that you would get the praise for it. Father, we love you and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.